Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to and or welcome back to the Lakeisha Simone Show. Hi. <laughs> okay, so this episode, first of all, the title is inspired by the um, stage play written and directed by no other, you know, I, I don't even know, like, the accolades to give this woman she is just so impeccable so amazing definitely a gem within the chicago theater scene y'all call her carla or miss carla miss stillwell i have the pleasure of calling her mother she is amazing it is yeah so the title is inspired by the play she wrote about the insurrection which was titled Orange Rope or a Strange Thing That Happened on the Way to the Capitol. And yeah, we uh we both worked for the same theater company at some point and I thought it would be kind of cute and funny to jack her title. But I like I messaged her. I was like, "Hey, I'm not going to get sued if I use your title, right?" And she's like, "No, go ahead. You're good." So, I got the okay from her. Don't nobody come for me. But yeah, This episode is going to take a dive into what happened while I was catching stories. Unfortunately, the other two uh, participants that I wanted to be on the show could not make it due to conflicting schedules. So I decided to just go ahead and record the episode without them. I did reach out to them like a few minutes ago to let them know like, hey, I'm recording. Is there anything y'all want me to say on y'all behalf? And because she said it, I'm going to mention it. Um, my good sis, Lily, who just had a baby. She has a, a wonderful baby boy who is just the little chunkiest, cutest little thing I've ever seen. Um, she said, tell them story catchers fired me right after I got pregnant, WTF. And I replied, I most certainly would not tell that lie. Because technically, they didn't fire her after she got pregnant. She was fired before she got pregnant like she got fired and then two years later she got pregnant so that doesn't count but she wanted me to say it I said it it's out there sis I'm helping tell your story or your version of it I guess because I don't I mean I was there the whole time that's not how it happened but yeah that part the spiel I'm about to give y'all now so if you're unfamiliar with story catchers theater story catcher <laughs> story catchers theater guides young people to transform their traumatic experiences into powerful musical theater which in turn gives them the motivation to become leaders within their communities per y'all I had to say that every single time we went out to perform like every time we had a show I had to open the show with that. Like, I would say something funny and witty to, like, draw in the crowd. And then I had to be like, Story Catcher Theater guides young people, blah, 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 blah. Every time. 
Oh my god. The fact that I still remember that is hilarious. But anyways, yeah, so I worked there. And I worked in a specific program called um, Changing Voices. So, yeah, I worked in Changing Voices. And that was an interesting time. I could do a whole series on Changing Voices alone. Because the times and experience that I had there, it's like something... It's something you can't make up. It's like made for TV. Like, I feel like we should have had our own reality show. Because it was just like craziness back to back to back. And it was all funny. It was all love. I love everyone from there. Like, there's no hard feelings or anything. I love y'all. If y'all listening, what's up? And I'm, I'm still cool and close with a lot of people from there. So, yeah, it's all love. Anyways, one of the experiences I had while working there led to me me getting suspended for two weeks and it was right before my birthday too it was like very ghetto but that's what I'm gonna unpack and talk about during this episode so sit down get cozy grab yourself a snack a drink and tune in because it's about to it's about to be juicy it's about to get really really juicy up in here working at Story Catchers Theater, I was under the direct supervision of my most favorite person ever, Miss Christina, aka TT Chris, aka Chrissy with the Glizzy, aka Christina Michelle, aka Christina Michelle White Williams Guerrero. Yeah, I gave her a lot of names, aka Mrs. Spicy. Y'all, y'all know her. If you follow me on social media, you know this woman. She is my mentor. She is my my cat is in the background being weird anyways she is my mentor she is my sounding board my personal guiding light like everything I call and text her about everything that's my girl uh I was under the the direct supervision of her and Ozaville Eckford aka OG Bangas and the one and only Sean Wallace and I honestly I have great relationships with all these people to this day like if, if my mom or my grandma can't do something for me, they are the first people I call. Like, that's it. That's all. Like, th- those are my homies. Like, I love them to death. Ride or die. Definitely gained an extra set of uncles and aunties while working at Story Catchers. Anyways, I was under the supervision of them. Let me set the scene for you. The year was 2019, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. 2019. Um... Or was it 2018? Hmm. The, <laughs> the year was 2018. Miss Christina had just gotten married, which was wonderful. Absolutely love that for her. Um, she was set to go on honeymoon. And she jokingly said, all hell is going to break loose when I go on honeymoon. On my honeymoon. And we like, ha, 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 not at all. Nothing's going to happen. Child, when I tell you the floodgates of hell burst open the moment that woman stepped foot on her plane to uh, Mexico, it, it was craziness from start to finish. Nothing but craziness. So, um, uh, just to you know, I don't know. I want to protect people and their identities. So, the only person I'm not gonna name is the person who I had quote unquote beef with in this scenario. We're gonna call her P. So, 
um, before Christina went on uh, her honeymoon, me and P had problems. Or P had problems with me that I didn't care about. And me not caring affected her a lot. And looking back on it, I could have been more empathetic towards her emotions or gave her some form of validation. But I didn't see a purpose in doing so. I just straight up didn't care about none of her opinions she had towards me or how she felt about me. I didn't care about any of that. So she didn't like me. Cool. She was going around gathering other people, convincing them to not like me. And they would always come back and tell me. I literally did not care. I'm like, okay, cool. Because I'm, I'm the type of person, I'm like, if I lose friends, whatever. If someone doesn't like me, whatever. God didn't mean for you to be in my life during this point. That's how I look at everything. I'm like, I don't care. So she's uh, going around forming the We Hate Lakeisha Club. And her game uh, consisted of people who I considered to be my associates at the time. So anything she would say about me to them, they would bring it back to me and tell me. And mind you, I never acted on anything. I just stayed out of her way. I didn't in, like engage with her. I didn't care. It was just her word against my actions, which were two completely different things. She'd be like, yeah, Lakeisha this, Lakeisha that. And my actions would be like, literally, insert halo, insert angel wings, you know? So, you know, I didn't necessarily care. But one day, I just, something, something clicked in my head. And I got triggered. And I just, like, I was like, you know what? I can't take this no more. Because I was, um, I was on my way home. And P and Bianca were sitting outside waiting on P's girlfriend to pick her up. And um, as I'm walking out the door, I hear Bianca go, there she go right there. Now, anytime you hear somebody say, there she go right there, the only thing you can do is assume that before you walked out, you were being talked about, right? So I walk up. I'm like, hey, y'all, what's going on? And crickets dead silent Bianca's like no I'm finna go home P ain't said a word I'm like okay and I'm I'm sitting there I'm like you created this you're gonna sit in it like I don't care about you being uncomfortable right now because you shouldn't have been talking about me and if you weren't talking about me before I walked up there shouldn't be no problem with you like having me standing near you you feel me so I'm just literally standing there existing and she is like visibly uncomfortable and I'm like y'all good y'all cool she like Bianca like yeah I ain't I'm not chilling and then P like I literally see the drama about to come out of this child's mouth I'm like oh lord here we go she like took a deep breath she like man Keisha I just I need to know like what your problem is with me da 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 I'm like, do I really want to do this right now? I'm thinking, like, I'm listening to her talk. She like, cause I keep hearing it's a problem and I feel like you don't like me and da 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 this, that, and the third. So I'm like, I'm like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Truthfully, to keep it a buck with you, it's not that I don't like you. I just don't necessarily care for your existence. That's exactly what I said. I wish... Bianca or Lily were on the call today to confirm that this is what I said. That's exactly what I said to the woman. And that sentence alone triggered the living hell out of her. Now, mind you, I never curse on my podcast. I had to curse to let y'all know that it triggered the hell out of her. 
she like she just went off. She, you ain't gotta like me. You ain't gotta care about me or none of that. I do everything on my own. I got five jobs. I'm taking care of my mom and my grandma. Blah blah blah, blah blah. And I was just like, that's fine. And I applaud you for doing so. As a young black woman, I applaud you for doing all that. However, it's always being brought back to me that you're talking about me and the things that people are saying sound far too specific for it to be random made up or just like sought out to cause drama and it sounds like something you would say and I'm like so for that reason alone I stay away from you I keep my distance I don't care about you you're not someone I go home and think about you feel me and she was just yelling and blah 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 blah, carrying on and then at some point I got tired of her yelling because I'm like if you don't know how to communicate I, I can't talk to you She's, like, literally yelling and crying and going on a full rampage. And at some point, I cut her off, and I was, like, imitating her. I just said, and Bianca started laughing, and and then she got even more angrier, and she kept crying and stuff. And then her girlfriend finally pulled up. She's like, what's going on? Like, what's the problem? She hopped in a car. She's like, none, man, none, man. Let's go, let's go. I'm like, okay, whatever. That was weird. So I got home eventually. I called my girl Lily. I told Lily what happened. And Lily, like, that's crazy because, like, why? Like, I don't see why she got a problem with you. You don't do anything to her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't understand it. It's weird. And then Lily, like, yeah, she's been causing drama between me and other people at the job, too. I'm like, what? And so me and Lily, we talking, we chopping it up. And, like, basically, we reached a conclusion that not only is this woman psychotic, but she's childish as Lord knows what. Because she goes around talking about people that she don't like and trying to get other people to not like them based on her own personal opinions. And I'm like, yeah, that's weird. So me and Lily, we like, we on the same page at this point. We like, yeah, we don't like her. She's weird, whatever. And um, Lily, she, okay, so she's the type of person, like, if you know me in real life, you know I say and think some off-the-wall stuff about people. But I won't never, like, do anything to them. Like, I would I would never antagonize a person with the sole purpose of, like, you know, trying to fight them or anything like that. Lily, on the other hand, she never cared. Uh, she with all that. She's from out west. She with all the drama. She's with all the problems. Like, she wants the violence. So, Lily went, like, a good day or two just antagonizing people. Like, she was getting on this girl's nerves, like, to the point where he would storm out of the room crying or not wanting to be bothered, blah, blah, blah. Like, building up rage and, like, basically saying she wanted to fight Lily. And I had a master plan one day because we were all in a, in this uh, gathering room. We all talking and laughing and key, key, key. And P is just staring us down, watching us, like, on some weird stuff. And she walked out to to go talk to the social worker. And I came up with a master plan. I'm like, I'm going to go set my phone down, act like I'm charging my phone, but press record so I can hear what she's saying. Was that smart? Absolutely. Genius. Um, Couldn't have thought of a better idea at the time because I wanted to know what she was saying about, about Lily and me. And yeah, so I did that. And then I went and grabbed my phone and I grabbed Lily. We went into another room and we listened to the recording. 
And as we both expected, she was in there talking about us. Talking about if Lily don't stop bothering her, she's going to do this, that, and the third, and blah, 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 and all, whatever. So, now, okay, here's the crazy part about this. At the time, I was a social work major. So, I was well aware of the standards of social work and the ethics of social work. And in that moment of me being petty, I broke every single social work ethic. Every single one. Like, everyone. There's like seven of them. I can list them all for you if you want me to, but I, I broke them all. I, like, yeah, it was not good. That was not a good move for me in terms of professionalism and ethics because I was their mentor at the time. So, yeah. Um, I told Lily about it. Now, Lily, um, I'm not sure who else she told. But somehow, some way, it got back to leadership that this recording exists. And by the end of the day, I was suspended. <laughs> I'm going to put it like that. By the end of the day, I was suspended. Now, it's been rumored that Lily talked to another person who encouraged her to snitch on me and tell them that I did this thing. And, I mean, whether that's true or not, who knows. However, I will say this. The person who Lily allegedly spoke to about it, she wanted the job title and position that I had because I got a raise and a title change and I was making like a dollar more than everybody else, which was nothing, like literally nothing at the time. Um, So she wanted my position. So we were all assuming that in her mind, if she could get me fired, then my job would be hers. So... She gives Lily this advice. Lily takes it and tells on me. And as we're all leaving work, I'm thinking it's a normal day. They like, hey, Lakeisha, could you could you stick back for a second? I'm like, oh Lord, not another meeting. I'm assuming they're about to make me sit for a meeting and talk about Lord knows what. And Oz, Ozabel Egbert, my good, my good brother Oz who is just like the coolest, funniest guy in the world. I love him. Like, we always bounce jokes and ideas off each other. When I tell you the his energy was completely shifted, like, he wasn't even making eye contact with me. So I knew something was very wrong. He was like, it's been brought to our attention that you did something that is considered to be rather egregious. I'm like, egregious? I'm like, hold on, Egregious? Agree, y'all know when uh Black China got called out for embezzlement and she's like, embezzle. I was like, egregious, egregious, mind you, didn't even know what the word meant at the time, but I'm like, egregious. And he was like, Yeah, um, if this thing is true, you, you're well on your way to being fired. I was like, What? And he's like, We just gonna suspend you for two weeks, and yeah, we'll follow up with you, but this is so terrible, like, we can't believe you've done this thing. And I'm like, how do you, like, what what thing are y'all talking about? Because my first thought was to play dumb. I'm like, nope, I'm not admitting to anything. You won't get a confession out of me. I've done nothing innocent till proven guilty. Black Lives Matter, pro-choice, my body, my choice. Like, I'm like, me too. I'm pulling every movement out my ass at this point. I'm like, absolutely not. No, I didn't do it. Um, He was like, yeah, it, it, we have evidence that you did it. And when he said that, I was like, I just stopped talking. I was like, okay, they got me. Cool, 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 cool. 
Um, I should have probably, like, looking back, I probably should have asked, what evidence do you have? Because the only evidence that existed was on my phone. And I'm like, okay, see y'all in two weeks. He was like, yeah, maybe, because you might get fired for this. This is not cool. Like, what, what you're being accused of is going to get you fired. I'm like, yikes. So I leave work. I hop in an Uber. I delete the recording. I instantly call my mom. I'm like, here's what happened. Uh, I think I was just set up to be fired. Now, from the moment, um, from the exact moment I, uh, I got off work and was pulled into that meeting, that's where all the lying began. From that moment <laughs> up until the tail end of this investigation is when the lying, like, cause I, I was I would not stop lying. I'm like, I called my mom. I'm like, I didn't do anything. They're accusing me of doing something. And none of them like me. They want me to get fired. They all hate me. I think they're being racist. They're being homophobic. They're being, uh, like, I was calling everyone. I'm like, they're, they're being Republicans. I was like, it, I was pulling every card out of my ass. I'm like, I, uh-uh, I cannot go down for this. And she's like, okay pull yourself together this is what you do um she's like you email she told me to i'm i'm trying well i don't care about mentioning names because we all know what happened she's like you email uh miss p and john and cc me your uncle sean which is mr sean and christina and tell them that you would like to schedule a meeting with more adults in the room because you feel like the way the situation was handled you weren't being heard and like Oz's male presence was dominating over your young uh, your young presence as a black woman who's underage whatever and so that's the angle we were going with and I'm like okay cool so I sent the email out and we were like communicating via email for a couple of days and I was just at home. I was at home sad. Like, I was just looking stupid because I'm like, I can't believe I did this. And I can't believe being petty is about to cause me to lose my job. I'm like, this is insane. And my mom was like, no. Well, my mother, she's like, no, you're not going to lose your job. Absolutely not. And I'm going to teach you how to deal with this situation because they set you up. That's not cool. They hating on you. They want your job. They want your title. And da 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 And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all of this, all of this is true. I did nothing wrong. At some point, I started to believe my own lies, which is a very dangerous thing to do. I'm like, yeah, I'm innocent. I haven't done anything wrong. Um, So a few days go by and my mother talks to Oz and basically he's like, Lakeisha's guilty. She's very guilty. Lakeisha did it. She did it. Um, Lily was able to say direct quotes from, um, the recording or from the things that P said while in a private session with her social worker, Lakeisha did it. She's guilty. And my mama, my mother called me. She's like, did you record that little girl? Yes or no? And I was like, huh? She's like, did you record her? Yes or no? And I was like, yes, but. She's like, ain't no buts. And she, when I tell you, this lady went off. Like, she chewed me out. Like, left me for dead. She was like, 
you don't do no dumb stuff like that and then you run and tell the wrong people and they turn their back on you and you thinking y'all gonna get a good a key 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 out of this and now you the only one suspended and somebody's gonna try to take your job i gotta make sure you don't get fired you effed up and I, mind you, I, I was crying the whole while she was yelling at me because I'm good for crying. That's my favorite thing to do. She's like, you can stop crying right now because you did this. You made your bed. Now you have to lay in it. I was like, Fuck. so she's like, we're still going to make sure you don't get fired. But the next time I ask you something and you lie and you don't give me all the information I need before going into something and thinking I'm defending you and you're right, it's going to be a problem. I was like, oh, Lord, okay. So, so we still have this pending meeting with leaderships, with the leadership team and CEOs and staff members and all that. And at this point, it's been thrown out there that it is true. I did record this conversation. I did share it with another person. That's why I got suspended. Those are the facts. That's what we all know. The goal was to make sure I didn't get fired. And at some point, I was like, this is terrible. Because all I was thinking is like, I can't believe I've done this very terrible thing. It was very invasive. It was very rude. And I wasn't thinking clearly when I did it. Because I, I was, my mindset was just stuck on being petty, you know? So I'm like, when Christina gets back home... She is going to hate me for the rest of her life. Because I was kind of like a little a little mini Christina protege. And for me to do something as stupid and reckless as this, I was like, this woman is never going to talk to me again. She's going to fire me and she's going to block me from emailing her. And, I'm, and yeah, I'm like, this is terrible. So that situation happened. Now, while I'm gone from the job I'm being talked about like I'm a hot topic like on Wendy Williams I'm constantly being brought up there are constant conversations being had about me and people people are calling me texting me asking me what's going on people are calling me and recording our conversations trying to get me caught up like it was a hot ass mess and I was uh I was on the phone with Lily and she doesn't know that I know but she'll know after she listens to this but uh, I was on the phone with Lily, and now I'm, I'm assuming that someone put it in her head that if I get fired, she could get my title instead of the other girl who wanted it originally. So I'm on the phone with Lily, and I could tell based on the way she was speaking and pausing and muting the phone that she was, in fact, recording me. So I would say something, and she'd be like, hold on, wait, what, what'd you say, what'd you say? And I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's weird. So... I'm at this point, I don't care no more. She was like, so you got, you having a meeting with Oz and who else? And I was like, I told her who I was having a meeting with. And she's like, what you going to tell them? I was like, I'm going to tell them the truth from my perspective. Because I'm like, I realize I'm being recorded. So I'm going to speak as vaguely as possible. Because whatever you try to take back to them and add to the evidence of the F. Lakeisha party, we're not going to do that. So she's like, dang, so you getting fired? I'm like, that's very unclear to me right now. I don't know and I honestly I knew I wasn't gonna get fired I knew in my heart I wasn't gonna get fired because this is like the first time that I've ever done anything bad and plus if I had gotten fired it listen 
it, it wouldn't have been good for nobody, okay? So, yeah, I knew I wasn't going to get fired. Um, so, I guess, I, I'm now at this point I'm assuming, because I, I don't know, they, they were supposed to be on this call, but they're not. So, I can't say what happened or how it happened. But I'm just assuming Lily went back and showed them the recording of our phone conversation and like how confident I was about like not being fired or whatever and that triggered something in peace so she started playing on my phone she started calling me threatening me like just weird stuff playing on my phone having her aunties call me and all that weird stuff um so yeah that was really weird of her but I, I every time she called me and would threaten me I would record it because, I mean, I'm like, I already recorded so much. Why not add this to my uh, archive, you know? So, I would record it and I would email it to the leadership team. I'm like, hi, it's 2 a.m. I just received this threat from your employee. And, yeah, that, it was all weird. It was all crazy. But, I uh, eventually, I ended up coming back after my suspension. And, it, bro, it was so weird in there. So much tension and yeah so there was tension for a couple of weeks or a couple of days I should say and then Miss Christina sat me and Prince <laughs> I did so good not saying that child's name <laughs> and then at the tail end I'm like uh. but no at the uh after a couple of days Miss Christina sat me and P down for a mediation and I was like I apologize for what I did. Like, because genuinely, I wanted to genuinely apologize. And I know in her mind, it came off as condescending and, oh, you're just apologizing because Christina's here and you don't care about me. You don't like me. I'm like, those things are very true. I still don't like you as a person. I still don't care for you as a person. However, I want to apologize for my actions and the way they made you feel. And I would personally like for you to stop playing on my phone as we are both grown well, as, as we are both young adults, and anything you need to say to me, you can say directly to me, not via text now app or via your girlfriend's phone or via your auntie's phone. Because honestly, after like two or three days of her playing on my phone, the, the second to last time she called me, uh, threatening me, she was like, I'm gonna come do this, I'm gonna come do that. I gave her my address. I said, Come on. I was like, Come on, pull up right now. And I chose violence. I chose violence over everything. And I'm speaking for the old Lakeisha, not the current Lakeisha. Because if that girl would have pulled up, that would have been the last pull-up she ever pulled in her entire life. And I'm like, you, it's going to be your last time driving anyway. I promise you that. I was ready. I was locked, loaded, and ready. And I mean that in the literal sense of everything I just said. But, yeah, I'm like, just just stop playing on my phone because I gave you my address. You didn't pull up. You have my address. You still ain't pulled up. You ain't even threw an egg at my window. You ain't going to do nothing. Like, stop playing on my phone. So... That was that. We had a mediation, and I guess we was, like, fake, fake done with the drama. She was fake done being obsessed with me and, like, caring about whether I like her or not. So, that's what happened. Now, let me say this. Now that I've grown and become more mature, there have been several times throughout the three to four years I spent working at Story Catchers. Where I have got into, where I have gotten into intense drama with people that work there. Like me and Bianca never liked each other. 
I guess technically at some point I got Bianca fired or Bianca that see that's another story for another day like that I could literally do a series on it but me and Bianca we all we always had beef on and off me and Lily always had beef on and off but it's never been as intense as the beef between me and Pete was like this girl genuinely was bothered by my presence which I always found very weird but anyways as a young adult right now today as a 24 year old me and Bianca are still very cool me and Lily still very cool me and other people from that job are still very cool um I would say that over the years we have we've grown up together in a sense we have grown up together we've seen each other's ups and downs highs and lows and we've been there for every moment like every milestone birthday every new job every scholarship every uh every new pregnancy like we've been there for each other throughout it all through it all and it's a beautiful thing to witness growth and maturity on a scale because we're all in different places in life but we're all thriving we're all continuing to do great things to better ourselves and I love that for us um there's there's no beef at all there's absolutely no beef like with me, Lily, none of that. Me and Bianca, none of that. There's no beef. It's all love. Like, I, I be playing on their phone 24-7. Like, they play on my phone 24-7. We call each other, text each other all the time. There's absolutely no beef. I would say that being a story catcher was a stepping stone in our growth as young women because it has taught us so much. Like, we don't even act or think the same way we used to when we were younger in our teen years. And I'm really grateful for that. And honestly, I would say being suspended was, it was a humbling experience because I knew, I knew for a fact that some people at that job looked at me in a way of like, oh, she thinks she can do no wrong. She thinks she, oh, so holier than thou and blah, blah, blah. And I knew it. I knew it. And I would like sometimes intentionally antagonize them with that. And getting suspended was very humbling. I was like, oh, I thought I couldn't be touched. I just got touched, got touched for two weeks. That's crazy. But yeah, overall, I would just say I learned so much and I grew so much. And I'm very grateful. Very grateful for the experience overall. And um, yeah, shout out to Story Catchers for giving me a bonus family. Whether, whether I want to admit it or not, depending on if I'm mad at them or not, I, they are, those girls are like my bonus cousins. Like, I thank God for them every day. And I and I, I pray for them all the time. I pray that God continues to bless them and continues to cover them and their children and just continue to cover them and everything that they do. That goes for the men that work there, too, because I'm cool with some of the guys that used to work there. But it, it's all love. And it was a learning experience. And, yeah. I'm, I'm better. I'm not how I used to be. And that's just from years of growth, years of wanting to become better, years of, like, you know, not wanting to be petty anymore. Because I used to be dead petty. Like, the pettiest of them all. Petty LaBelle, Petty Wop, Petty Crocker. Like, I was beyond petty. Um, and I thank God for growth. Um me and my recording stopped but essentially what I was saying is that I I've grown a lot since working at Story Catchers 
and I've also grown a lot while I was working at Story Catchers. So, yeah. I mean, the best way to chop it up is to say you live and you learn. And that's all I have for this episode. Also, I, I usually end my podcast by saying peace out, Girl Scouts. And I want to find, like, a gender-neutral term for that. So, if you are a part of the LGBTQ community or you identify as non-binary or gender neutral, please help us sister out and let me know how I can do that. Because I don't, I don't know why, I just feel like that phrase is so catchy. But if you have any suggestions on something else I could say, I would love to hear it. And I will definitely give you a shout out in my next episode. Also, you guys can follow me on social media. My Facebook is Lakeisha Simone. And my Instagram is also at Lakeisha Simone. That's L-A-K-E-I-S-H-A-S-U-M-M-O-N-E. And on that note, I am done. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Have a blessed week.